it's it's not the podcast if Joe would actually get the intro right on the first try. <laughs> you think I would just think for five seconds before I start talking? But it's really it's not really my style. <laughs> Welcome to Beat at the Mantis, the podcast where old friends discuss new music. This week we'll be talking about four artists performing at the Life is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada. Kygo, Rehab, oh, son of a bitch. You said it again, <laughs> and you paused again. <laughs> Just make a bulleted list. Oh On what? Where? Like, I don't know. There's not... <laughs> You're on a computer. <laughs> Kygo. Open <Clint>. notes. <laughs> <laughs> Get a pad with a pen. <laughs> Dear listener, there are four artists. <laughs> Kygo, Clinton Kane, Rehab, and Slow Tie. <laughs> All right. We did it. We got through it. You have a shot? Yeah. I need um, one now. <laughs> I've got... Uh, Fancy whiskey that you probably shouldn't do shots of. I got Glenn Levitt Nadura. Nice. We're still we're still going with Tito's and some sort of elderberry lemonade thing. Excellent. Salute. Cheers. medicinal oh. hmm. i've been watching deadwood and they keep mm. doing whiskey shots like every five minutes and it makes me really want to just start doing whiskey shots all the yeah. time game of thrones makes me want to drink too i started re-watching that oh but i started watching russian doll and it is really good including the soundtrack like really really good I have oh, heard but, Russian Dolls good. I never watched it yet. Though. I was high as fuck, but I think it's like extremely deep. Like I was like, I don't know. There's this point where they decide to help other people instead of themselves, and I was like, whoa, like that's like <laughs> cosmic. <laughs> Does sound like you were high? Yes. It's very good though. <clears throat> I went to uh, I went to see AJR in concert last week, so that was fun. They are a previous um, LIB alum. That's how I actually started liking them from LIB. Um, I think you guys were seeing Brass Tracks or something when I went uh, to go see AJR. I think yeah, that's yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at their Wikipedia. I don't remember them. They have, I bet your kids would like them. It was a very family friendly show. There was like lots of young kids, lots of families. I was like, all right. I'm clearly too old for this, but oh well. <laughs> oh well. Um, I do. They're, I a bit, in... they're a little bit theatrical, so. Oh, I like that sometimes. Yeah. It's like cool. fun? Yeah, a little bit like fun. Leans, they honestly lean more heavily towards like theater than, than that. It sounds all like, don't, it's almost like, even to the extent, you know how like sometimes, a lot of times like, like, musicals like the lyrics are like very stupid yeah yeah it's like a it's like it just needs right. to like fit into the storyline and we have to write like the, their lyrics are honestly stupid but hmm. fun 
But yeah, I have trouble getting cool. into them just because I focus on the lyrics too much and they're a little too dumb. Like I like some of their songs a lot, but I can't like get through an album of theirs. Yeah, that, that's like an old problem because I, I learned in music school that a lot like the like the best um, operas of all time have like amazing lyrics. But uh, like all the middle tier ones have like her terribly stupid lyrics for that same reason. Yeah, that's fun. I was in uh, New York City for work, so I went and saw uh, a really, really good jazz show. And I kind of embarrassed myself in a funny way because I, I went super early because I really wanted to be up front. So I, I get there like an hour and a half before the, the show I have tickets to and there's another show on. And I just sit at the bar. And I don't realize that like apparently that's what the musicians do. Like not not the oh. people who aren't musicians. So I'm sitting with all the other musicians and, and other and they, they kind of just all wander around Greenwich Village to all these different clubs, I gather. Um, so I realized the woman who's sitting next to me, I watch on YouTube like regularly, she's a piano player. I was like, I can't think of her name, but like I know I've seen her. Um, and this guy named Buster Williams is playing bass, and he's like a really old school guy. To me, he's like an abstract concept. He's like a jazz great who I read about. Right. But I really, but I made this joke. I was like, yeah, I didn't even realize Buster Williams was still alive. And it was like a record scratch because, because to them, he's not like an abstract concept. He's like a guy they hang out with, you know, and they, they were just like, okay, dude. I, was like, oh. I, I did that a couple of times, but I did get to sit up front because I met, I got to meet everybody. It was cool. I was going to say the pictures were, uh, perfect it was like them yeah. exactly how i would picture a small jazz club in yeah New York. a bunch of cliche things happened because his band wasn't available so it was the drummer from sun Ra, which is like an avant-garde jazz drummer and a bass player who he had never met before i think and he didn't know the bass player didn't know any of the tunes so the guitar the guy who was there to see would be like, do you know Ruby, my dear, by Thelonious Monk? And the bass player would be like, no. And he'd be like, he'll figure it out. And he'd just start playing it. <laughs> it, was like, it was like all these like cliche like jazz things. It was very, very cool, though. Like that South Park episode? Have you guys Lord? seen the uh, Faith Plus One episode? The what? It's where uh, Cartman starts a uh, Christian band. Oh, yeah. And basically he goes to Token. It's like, go in your basement. There'll be a base there. And he's like, no, there isn't. And he does and finds one. And he's like, all right, lay, lay us down a, a bass line, Token. He's like, I don't know how to play bass. And he's just like, just do it. And like Token can play like perfect bass just naturally. Uh, anyways, but in album release news, uh, LIB uh, current uh, member Alice in Wonderland has a new album out. Um, in just general cool music news, Kendrick Lamar's new album is also out, and he's been releasing some some fire YouTube videos to go along with it. Um, anything? Uh, did you guys watch the deep fake video they sent you? I did. It was very weird. It's 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 uh, it is scary where that's going to be going because mm -hmm. they it look looks exact. So yeah. amazing. But how did I miss that? Deep, uh, deep fake stuff is scary. And, oh, um, yeah. It, he does it in his video. So like he, uh, he, it's him. And then he has like different guys' face throughout it. But it's, he's, it looks, it looks crazy. Yeah. He like, crazy. I think he switches like Will Smith, OJ, maybe Kanye. I can't Nipsey remember. Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool though. It's cool. It hmm. is a little, um, 
obviously like the album i haven't uh i gave it like one listen i didn't like listen hard but you could tell it's not like it's not like a party album obviously there's no it's no, it's, a, no, it's no, like no, almost no. like a piece of art here i mean swimming pools is like a party song so it sounds kind of dark, man. Uh, it's, <laughs> I've played that in the bar before, and it, it I, it's not that it didn't go over well; it just didn't fit a vibe. Yeah, if you really, if you think it's like if you if you don't think too much, it's kind of a party song. But it, once you listen, because I think that's about his like. Uh, I think he doesn't drink. I think he's like sort of straight edge. I think it's about like how he thinks everyone's not not smart who drinks. But yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm gonna binge that this week, but I haven't yet. Yeah. All right. Should we start talking about the artists? Yeah. Um, so before I start, just in my first listens of this, before I started Googling and researching it, I assumed even on, even on higher love, I thought Kygo was the vocalist. I thought those were all the same vocalist and that, and that that was Kygo. And then I realized it wasn't, that, that was Whitney Houston and Selena Gomez and shit. Um, but so when you s- thought Kygo was a girl? I thought it was, I, yeah, but I don't oh, know okay. why. I don't know why. I just assumed that this was a female vocalist that after a few listens of those songs. Even though you didn't, you didn't recognize Whitney Houston? I didn't, no. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, I mean, being, being honest here. Um, I knew that that was Higher Love. Uh, and I know that song, but I did not realize that that was the actual vocal take of Whitney Houston. Um, but then I started getting into his YouTube basically. And it's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, these are good song choices to remix. The higher love thing is crush, just crushes. I really, really like it. Um, it's a little bit of the EDM thing where I don't know what to say about it really other than that it's it comes off really well. Yeah, he also has a great uh, another older song, Donna Summer, Hot Stuff. Uh, I don't know if you want to listen. It's, it's amazing though. It's like the same thing with, with the higher love kind of like remix. Again, like taking like an older song and just making it. Like normally I don't like those, but with Kygo, I really did. And then yeah. I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen, but he just released a new song called Freeze, which is mm-hmm. very different. I think than a lot of his other songs, like there's, it's basically, it's like an eight minute long song. And there's, um, he, he didn't say who was the vocals, but it's like a a vocal, like it's a vocal heavy song, but it's really like kind of like chill kind of like I, it it sounded like something Rufus Dussault would kind of put out or like more of like a, a Rocky kind of band with like electronic out Uh, really good. And, but, but a little bit like different for him. Hmm. Yeah. The, the singer I sent it, he tagged him in his Insta because Mark, you and I were talking about who's a singer. It's some guy named Andrew Jackson. Um, And, I always uh, so it's funny, Josie, that you said, like, I thought this was just a female singer because what I found and I've listened. I I like Kygo. I was very into his second album, Kids in Love. Um, I listened to that all the time when it came out. Uh, So I already am familiar with Kygo. But when I was like doing a listen of his newest album, Golden Hour, I'm like just listening through and, you know, there's a different singer on every one. So like all of the guys kind of have a similar tone and all the (laughs) girls could be Selena Gomez. It's sort of like whatever. I I, I don't know if he like just 
gravitates towards that that tone or something like that but like it, it might as well be the same singer in a lot of cases because it's all and I was it, and the thing I was wondering and that's why I started watching on YouTube he's like here's how I made this which is why I sent that Whitney Houston one because sort of the the what what does he call it he calls it like vocal vocal chopping right mm-hmm. and that's that to me is like a very I think I don't Kygo's probably not the only person who does it, but I think he does it like the best that I hear. And like he does it in the Selena Gomez song. Um uh and he does it in my favorite one is Miguel Remind Me to Forget, but the way he like uh cuts all cuts like they they sing it straight and then he just takes it piece by piece and puts it back together in a way that you know it's not them singing, but it's still they could be, right? Like maybe, <laughs> like I could sing over it, right? Yeah, it becomes music. If you, uh, my favorite thing on that whole topic is if you Google Questlove talking about Jay Dilla, um, he describes like Jay, Jay Dilla was this music producer in the '90s who unfortunately had a very rare disease and died. He was like undiagnosed and he died of this bizarre disease, um, very very young. But he was a genius, and Questlove talks about how he would do this all the time. Like he would he would MPC the sampler of the day. He would take that and he would chop up some song and he could just like piece those chunks together in a way that nobody else could and, and make like, and they, they point in the quest level will actually point you to specific songs and like, here's the sample and here's what he made. Like, how did he do that? It's like impossible. Um, it's a really interesting skill. I've tried to do it for our theme song where I've chopped up, <laughs> I've chopped up me saying meet at the mantis. And it's really, really hard because you're, you're punching the notes on a keyboard to play the samples but they're not the it's not like the the tool doesn't pitch all of those samples to the key you're pressing so like it's extremely unintuitive because the notes that come out are are whatever note is in that sample and it's like random Mm. and i don't i don't know you have to be able to like put it all together in your head i think yeah it's funny when i started like googling kygo I started getting ads for uh, his his production class. Did you guys get any of these? <laughs> no, no I, I didn't get an ad, but I, I saw it when I Googled them. I haven't seen is it. Is it by Masterclass? I, I've been or seeing studio, like weird things it's yeah, pop it's, up it's like not, this. It's not, um, it's not Masterclass, but it's similar. Uh, yeah, it's it, called it's, like Studio. There are, um, for Nightmare, has these like YouTube videos where he walks you through like making a song and stuff like that. And, funny things like that I, I do see popping up more again back to like what we've talked about before it's kind of like community building but like what better way mm-hmm. to like build a community than like actually like teaching people and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. you know i did the i did the dead mouse master class and it was okay it was it was worth the money it was worth 29 bucks a month or whatever it was cool um it's funny uh kaigo is considered tropical deep house <laughs> music um which I, again also like googling kaigo he hates and is attempting to like distance himself from that but you can definitely hear it in his like earlier stuff and, and things like that like that tropical kind of what a, I don't know, like timpani kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, not, not timpani. Is that the steel drums or something? Yeah, 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 yeah like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, I, I love that kind of music. It's just fun to listen to. But like, no, I, I don't think any EDM artist wants to be mm-hmm. have like a label like that ever be put on them. Yeah, and, it's um, really weird. <laughs> um, he made it 
like, but he, well, I think he made it, maybe someone else made it, but, you know, I associate that sound with him, but then he made it like, you know, just a very popular sound to have in pop music for like a while. Like you, like um, Ed Sheeran's Shape of You, like, it's, it's that whole, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's steel drums or whatever, but it's all, it all sounds like Kygo, might as well be a Kygo song from Mm -hmm. my perspective, right? Um, uh, But it's funny that he says he doesn't like the the being labeled is that because the other thing I sent you Mark is he has his own lifestyle brand and it's called Palm Tree Crew and he like has a <laughs> tattoo of a palm tree and I'm like I mean this guy he's, he's Dutch or something isn't he it's not like he's no, no, from I'm the island he's uh, Norwegian it's same, all, same, all the same, same up there <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding no it's not people from Sweden and Norwegia who are listening to this. You've insulted 3% of our listeners. Uh, um, but yeah, it's just sort of like, I don't know, dude. Your whole vibe is de- like he has a festival he's throwing that's on an island. Like, <laughs> so you might as well uh, embrace it. And, and Kygo is pretty big. Like, uh, not, not Calvin Harris big, but like Kygo closed Ultra 2022. Um, I can't see him being in the the EDM tent. Like I, I assume Mm-mm. at the least he'll be like maybe opposite the gorillas on the second stage. Yep. But um, it's uh. Uh, it's interesting. It's a, a big get for Life Is Beautiful. Um, and we'll we'll see. Um, I kind of like had the I, I kind of had like the opposite. Um, like when I was listening or I like the his kind of like produced songs I wasn't as into. But then I like watched his live set and I loved it. And I feel like his whole live show would be like really fun, like really easy to get into. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. I watched that. I watched that EDC set, too. And I, I liked it um, because it is all these songs. I mean, he just, you know, they, they sound a little more animated live, obviously, but it's still these songs and I, I love all these songs. Yeah. Maybe it's well. just the whole, like I, he's definitely like mixing them differently or like, like kind of like yeah, doing like yeah, little I mean, remixes for them to just make them sound a lot better live. Um, it was funny on another one of his uh, live sets. Uh, he was basically, I believe this was during the pandemic, but I probably also, we said he was from Norway, right? Mm-hmm. So he's probably in Norway, but he was doing this like winter DJ set, you know, where like the drones are kind of like flying around them and like recording it. And in like halfway through, they start to show a helicopter coming in and you can see something's like hanging from the helicopter, but you can't tell what. And it's slowly like approaching him and approaching him. And it's basically like the helicopter was bringing in a grand piano. And the helicopter <laughs> lands the piano and then he goes over to the piano, starts playing it and a singer comes out and he does like a song with that. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculously awesome. Um, I didn't watch his live set. I wish I would have now. It looks like he plays a lot of stuff live from the images I'm looking at. Yeah, I've seen like he'll he'll break out to the piano for a couple songs. Yeah, I, and I was telling Mark, I watched him. Coachella set many years ago and I swear to you it was playing guitar I haven't seen a video of it in this go around but you know I think he'll be up there playing something for a little bit um, I could tell on that how he made a higher love video that he's like a good keyboard player he's mm-hmm. not, like a, not like a producer keyboard player like a real keyboard player yeah, yeah he um, was doing that he's like first I found the chords and they're this and I'm like what 
yeah. What? I can't produce like you, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, he does a bunch. Yeah, he did a bunch of impressive things in that video. I, I just noticed in my notes, I have one uh, small thing that I liked a lot that is kind of kind of weird, but uh, I'll play it real quick. But check out these super reverbed out finger snaps that just make me happy in a, in a deep way. It's Are a little like offbeat. They're, 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 I think they're actually a person snapping their fingers. Yeah, and they're really reverby, so they sound a little wobbly. Yeah, they're on beat two, they're on beat two and four, but they're, they're, it sounds a little off. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I associate that with like almost like a future bassy kind of song, but it just like sounds good and it like feels good whenever you I, hear it. You know? Yeah, I had it on when I was on a walk, and that part was just like ah. Like, why is it so good? Oh, it's finger snaps. I also listened to Kygo on a walk. I was like, this is nice. Very uh, pleasant. But I, oh, that, I guess that shows the, I didn't so much realize it before you said that, but the, that, that had the marimba or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was very tropical. Um, could be that Ed Sheeran song. I did watch his other one. He has that song with the ex-ambassadors lead singer. And I think I was getting to it earlier. I'm sort of confused about how like, like, does he get some lyrics and then he writes a song around it? Does he like show these people here's a song and then they write lyrics? It's a little confusing to me, like what order this takes. But in this how to video, not how to, how we made it video, you know, it shows him recording the lyrics in various ways. And the one, the one of the weird things, he's like, I can make it sound like a chorus behind me. Let me just do a couple things. And he's like standing really far away from the mic and singing it like this and then singing it in a different tune from over here from really far from the mic. And like, and then they just layer it all together. But it's just his voice that he made sound like a chorus yeah, behind super. him. I was like, this is weird. Yeah, super. Well, it's funny on that YouTube video of, of making, um, making the Whitney Houston song all the comments are like, people are like, man, he's amazing. And then all the replies are like, no, is this stuff is anybody could do this. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. No mm-hmm. way. Oh, that's obviously all, that's all EDM comments. Of the, if you watch like, if you watch like live shows and you scroll past the first page, it's like he's just getting up there and pushing a button. It's there's yeah. so much hatred from like the music fan world about EDM. It's very weird, especially yeah. because like EDM is like, just about like fun and dancing right yeah and it's like it's but there's so much of that it's not real music kind of thing and it's so easy it's like you know playing around on a computer and it's it was uh, it was particularly obvious on that video because he is doing a bunch of difficult things and impressive things and uh, no one sees that i guess yeah and the thing that was interesting about that when he used song like you said joe it's it's a cover of what a steve winwood song uh, tra- yeah, tra- I thought it was Traffic, but Steve Wood, Steve Wood is the singer in Traffic, so one or yeah. the other. Um, it it was ne- actually never released by Whitney Houston. They, he was oh. He's on the same label as Whitney, um, and they just had the vocal there. She never released it, and they gave it to him to create this song. Oh, that's even cooler. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. I assumed, I, I thought it was just like she covered it, and I was never aware of the cover. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like a collab. It's more like, I mean, even though they didn't actually talk to each other, probably it's more like a collaboration then because it's the original. Right. So that, like that one, the answer's clear. Like he got this vocal and then produced around it. Right. I just don't know right. if that's what is all. I just don't get how it all comes together when you every song has a different singer. 
Um, I'll just like uh, throw in my favorite song is Remind Me to Forget with Miguel. And it's just because I love Miguel's sound. He's, he has the most beautiful tone of voice of any singer ever. Uh, you, you want me to play? Sure. It never fades away It's staying Your kiss like broken glass On my skin All the greatest love And the violence Is tearing up my bones Left in silence Baby, it hits a Holding up to my chest Baby, it Yeah, that's I great. That. That's I love great. that. He has, in his actually like that. He's the only one that does, like he sounds different than everyone else that that Kygo puts on his songs. That's not the typical guy voice that he has on his songs, even though they're all different guys. They just all sound similar. Not Miguel. Uh, can you play my favorite song, which is Freedom? Freedom. I should just search it instead of trying to look through everything, huh? I think this is like the perfect. Yeah. typical guy sounds like in a kind of song yeah get to the chorus though the chorus is that that vocal chopping that he does right he's not singing that he's just cut his vocals so good oh you're right that's cool like the ones we listen to on the playlist but that's that one turns me into a gotta go see him i really like that a lot sadly i'm guessing he's going to be directly against the gorillas yeah. uh, okay. okay we're not going to see him but one day maybe that that freedom song it's i don't know how that song cannot make you feel happy because it uh, um he is a pretty good looking guy i'll just mention that um he's 5'11 so he's not super tall how old do you guys think he is um, looking at a photo of him right now. He looks young. This photo is from 2014, though. So I oh, think you're cheating. About... You can't use numbers. I do know he's been. I feel like he's been around for a while. I thought he was older, honestly. So I'm gonna guess I'm 32. I'll go. I'll go 30. He's 30. Mark was Fuck right. This game. I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me and Mark plan against you. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> I think with like EDM, it's always like they start off so young, right? So if they've been around a while. They're probably in their like early thirties. Yeah. See, I thought okay. he was going to be older, just because I I do feel like he's been around a long time, and it, he was already sort of seasoned when you know five six years ago it felt like or so. How- what- you guys are sort of saying he, he's popular outside of EDM, right? Just in pop. I, I, I've never heard of him before, but he's bigger, um, he's bigger his, than an EDM artist. Yeah, like It Ain't Me was really big that Selena Go with his song with Selena Gomez. That was always on the radio. 
Um, so I don't know how much, much bigger, but there he's had a couple songs on pop radio that you, you know, like a Calvin Harris would or, mm-hmm. um, a Vici oh, yeah, the, used the to. Selena Gomez tune has 1.1 billion. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, on Spotify he has 28 million monthly listeners and is 87th in the world uh, by listens. So pretty popular. Calvin Harris is is obviously more popular, but like they're very like close, I would say. Yeah. Cool. I mean, these songs are better than Calvin Harris songs, though. I think so. In my personal opinion, like I would rather listen to this than not that I, I like Calvin Harris's songs too, but like. There's like a little more of a thematic. These make sense to me. I get what the vibe is, right? So. Yeah, I think just Calvin Harris is much more like what we would consider like popular, like much more like mm-hmm. popular, right? And like appeals to like that like wider one where guy goes a little more like deeper, and so uh, you kind of like will have that uh, like transition, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so on the off chance that Kygo is before the gorillas, we will see him, but more than likely we will not see Kygo. It seven. is it like again, like if we do want to like Kygo, someone will have to go like sit early for because it'll be so crowded and like packed mm-hmm. for that. Um, but yeah, um, our next artist is a what I call a classic male singer, Clinton Kane, and uh, yeah. I think we'll let Alyssa start with it. Uh, uh, we're letting me start with it because uh, the whole like a male singer songwriter where it essentially when you, when you boil it down, it could be an acoustic guitar piano and that's all they actually need to do any of their songs. It's kind of like my wheelhouse It's probably like some of my favorite artists um, ever are, are this kind of style of music, right? It's like a, uh, like your most popular, like a John Mayer an Ed Sheeran. Um, James Bay, Matt Nathanson, who else do I like? Uh, you could go Dashboard Confessionals, kind of like this. Um, newer one, JP Sachs is really good. Uh, an Australian native, similar to, shit, is he, is Vance Joy from Australia or New Zealand? Oh, Mark left. <laughs> God. <laughs> is 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 Vance Joy from Australia or New Zealand, Mark? Do you remember? I said he was Australian. I think, I think it's New Zealand. Uh, he's a Kiwi, so it's not. But um, Clinton Kane is from Australia. He is... You're right. Vance Joy is Australian. What? Vance Joy is Australian. I just looked it up. Oh, great. So they are both Australian, so of the same ilk here. Um, and I... I liked I, I liked this when I listened to it. I do think that um, you know when I think of all those guys, I all those bands I just mentioned, like they usually have like one song, at least one song that like just puts them on the mark. Like it's so good, you can't ignore it, and and then they're there. Clint Kane doesn't have that song yet. He might still get there. Um, he does have an emotive voice. He, uh, there's some songs, so we'll talk about Dermot Kennedy in a later episode, but if you like Dermot Kennedy, I think that you would also like Clinton Kane. And we'll talk about Alexander 23 also on the lineup, kind of similar vibe to this, this singer songwriter thing. Um, there's one song that I think is sort of 
it's it does it, it apparently is not one of his most popular songs but i think it's the closest one that i feel to like there there's something there that he just got to figure it out and it's uh he has a little EP. This is what it feels like to X, right? Yes. So happy. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that one. That's that's the best one. I, th- I listened to, I think, all of them or many of them. That one's really, really good. Yeah. So this is what it feels like being cheated. This is what being cheated on feels like is is the um, one song. And the thing he does, well, it's a relatable concept. Anyone can understand. But the thing he does well is it is is like he he basically gives the person a name gives it it, he says it's ethan it gives it this almost like maybe that guy's name is not ethan maybe it just fits in the song but it's almost like it gives it a personal level to it that you think he's just writing it about himself but also it's relatable to me right and i think that like singer songwriters when they can they can weave a story together that also um that also you feel could be your story that's like the perfect balance and so that that song i think and you could tell he's like emotive throughout it that's his best song i think uh one funny thing i saw about like his uh song names like i when if you just like look at them without listening to music it almost looks like kind of like one of the new trap rappers um half of the song like one of the song is go to hell in all caps there's a lot of there's one like this is what a rough childhood feels like all in like lower gaze it could easily be like the songs of like a poor stacy <laughs> album oh yeah and so i was i didn't what i just like when i glanced at it i did not expect him to sound like what he sounded like when i started like listening through it yeah i was surprised by it a lot i, I ended up really liking it um if you if you watch his YouTube videos, uh, so I know he got started on YouTube. They're interesting because they, I mean, it's it's like just a kid trying to do something cool. Like like it's really straightforward. Mm-hmm. He says he t- tells you the story of the song, and a lot of them are like vlogs. So several of them are like vlogs where he's telling you about his day, <laughs> like the day he had before, <laughs> and then he plays the song. Um, it's really cool. This is right up your alley, Alyssa. Uh, oh no, I didn't get to his YouTube, so I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Um, I heard I similar connections with the singer songwriter thing, but a few, but different different specific ones. I hear Ani DeFranco, not in the he does the percussive guitar playing thing, but not in that Ani DeFranco's way 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 better at that but the lyrics i think the lyrics are similar to Anya franco he's like telling stories again like specific names and stuff and he's he has this really affected kind of voice very emotional in his delivery and a little bit like unusual in his delivery mm-hmm. strange strange shapes it reminds me of Anya franco and then the guitar playing reminds me a little bit of dave matthews I, I, i'm not oh. a dave matthews fan but i i hear that in there think it has to do with the way he gets the his chord voicings. The, the notes are very far apart somehow. Yeah, I don't know if he's using open tunings or he's playing up on the neck with open strings or something like that. But like, it sounds like Dave Matthews to me. And I need DeFranco. It's extremely authentic. It's just, it's just moving. I, 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 pretty much everyone on This Is What It Feels Like is a great song. Yeah, I had a weird comparison too that like kind of hit me like, but I got a weird Mumford and Sons vibe. Mainly like I, I don't know. I, I know Alyssa has, Joe. I don't know if you've listened to like their newer 
albums where it's much more of a like rock vibe that Mumford's kind of like putting out. And I got like very similar like vocalist kind of like tone and stuff as Marcus Mumford. And it was just like an odd, like weird connection yeah. that I let's made play, let's, let's play a couple of these. So this, this is the one I think this one makes a Dave Matthews trigger go off in my brain. Making sure I get my notes right this time. Yeah. You know who I got from that? I don't know if Alyssa said this before, but that sounded exactly like a James Bay song. The guitar is a little bit James Bay there. The guitar and also like the the voice, the kind of like going into like the little bit of like higher octaves thing. I definitely felt like a James Bay vibe. I definitely said James Bay, but it's um. Let's play. Let's play some of these ones we want to compare them to. Who did you say before James Bay, Mark? Uh, I don't know which Mumford and Song. I, I would do James Bay oh, because I don't okay. remember which Mumford and Song. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe Hold What's Back the River. James... I was thinking Hold Back the River. Hold Back the River is a little faster and like chorusy. Um, let it, let it go. Let it goes is most. I mean, let it go is the quintessential one. Um, like this is. That is the hit that James Bay has, and that's why we know James Bay's name. So go with that one. I don't know if that's the closest that we could get. so much higher than this guy's voice there there's honestly we won't play it because we'll cover dermont kennedy later and then we'll play clinton Kane again he sounds like dermont kennedy a <laughs> yeah, lot right but we'll, we'll do that later to no spoilers yeah um can i make a complaint about clinton kane please he has a song 
that's very near and dear to my heart that completely disappointed me. And that song is called Chicken Tendies. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that when you were talking about the trap trap style titles. I was like, Chicken Tendies isn't and, really that. <laughs> and for any listeners that, that might not know me personally, Chicken Tendies is most likely my favorite food of all times. I uh, like to partake, especially in new cities, the local tendies delicacies and things like that and uh the song by clinton kane chicken tendies not actually about chicken tenders very disappointing i i looked up the um uh why he named it and uh he has basically a quote where he's talking about like everyone's like is there a deeper meeting and stuff like that and i believe he was just like on a live stream or something talking about it and he was talking about like how he was really hungry and he was gonna have it like chicken <laughs> denny's and everyone in the chat was like name this song that name this song that and so he ends up using that as the song name but as a, a warning like a trigger warning it is not about chicken tenders I'm sure that was hard for you. I'm I'm sorry. That. <laughs> so that might be like, you know, holding me back from this. But I, I did I did enjoy Clinton Kane. To, to me, he's like the perfect artist. Like to like if you can like find a good like sitting spot, like kind of sit and like have a beer while you're like washing. Yeah, I I mean unless he's up against something I I really want to see, I, I would definitely do that. Let me play one clip of Ani DeFranco. I think that lands pretty well, actually. So the guitar that's changing volume a lot has the big spikes in volume. It's just funny with Danny DeFranco. It's just so good. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's even hard to like compare yeah. because that's just like such a yeah. great, like, yeah, great lyricist and like stuff like that, you know? Yeah, everything. Yeah. But yeah, but he's a great lyricist too, I, I, I believe. I really, I really liked it. Yeah. And he, um, he's young, right? How old do you think he is? He was at, I actually, he actually looks younger than he is. Do you want I, me to I guess mean, first? I, I'll go. No, no. Oh, yeah, you guess first. Um, I'll go 17. 18. He's 23 years old. Can you guys believe that? I mean, it's uh, still I like thought, very, you did younger. win that one. <laughs> I, I thought he younger, looks, so. He looks young as hell. Like, he does not look a day over 20, truly. Well, he I'm, looks so I'm young. Look at his Instagram right now, assuming he's a recent. I mean, yeah, he's yeah he really has no facial hair. It, it doesn't. It's not even growing. Like, there's no way. Um, uh, speaking so of like other young young artists, he has a song with uh, our girl Claire Rosencrantz. Um, so there might be some. I don't know if they're. I didn't check and see if they were on the same day, but there might be a chance. I'm looking now. What day is he? I, I didn't find any videos, of, or I didn't, I didn't look at any videos of like live shows, but there's some photos on his Instagram. Looks like he might be kind of like more of a showman than you would expect, like in cool tuxedos and like. I watched a couple. Oh, he's on Sunday. He's on Sunday and Claire's on Friday. So probably no overlap there. Probably but uh, they no. did have a song. It definitely did sound like a song where like. Uh, 
it, it they just put it together afterwards like it, it wasn't like them together or anything working mm. on that but there is a little bit of lib crossover there yeah yeah i don't think i have anything else about him i'm looking through my notes oh you were talking about his live shows uh you could tell i some of his videos on his insta um you could tell it's like uh lots of young girls like they're making posters for him and things like that so uh i'm assuming i mean not not the type of crowd that will be at lib so it'll be interesting to see like who what, what stage they put him on and when and who goes to see him and all that good stuff but i man he could be really cool on that car stage <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, the the Huntridge stage? What are you talking about? The no, car stage? No, the, the, no the there's that little... stage or whatever. There's that other... Yeah, that little stage where oh, they have yeah, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, he, He'd be a good artist for that. They might put him there, yeah. Especially if he has really devoted fans because they'd all crowd up in there. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he'll be in between. Like, he, he'll probably be like... Uh, is what, is he on the, the Dermot Kennedy day? He is, yeah, yeah. he is. So I'm guessing he'll be like on the Huntridge stage right before Dermot Kennedy comes on on the main stage. He's so lowly billed that. Yeah, but sometimes they like yeah. to do that, you know? They'll like group them together. He might together, be on that stage, so. but much earlier. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would what? be cool because, yeah, but then I would, uh, as long as there was no big overlap, I would definitely go see him, but like kind of like sit down on the fake grass and watch him. Mm-hmm. He is sort of close, close to Bad Boy Chiller Crew in terms of like, I which, don't know. which we all know is a can't miss for everyone. Right, so. we're going to see Bad Boy Chiller Crew over Clinton Kane. I'm sorry, but otherwise, debatable. <laughs> Dig it. Who's next? I think we're gonna talk about rehab next. R three hab. R three hab. Yeah, I will. Uh, do intro for this one. Um, Rehab's another uh, EDM DJ. Uh, his uh, genre, if you will, is kind of like big groom house, like electro house kind of music. Uh, pretty similar to like your Calvin Harris, Martin Garrix, Hardwell uh, type stuff. Um, I um, I kind of like it, it was the same thing. Like I watched a lot of his live sets and I found them like pretty fun um it was uh he had some like cool remixes and stuff like that i thought this was like like kind of like bumping workout music and things like that um i I really uh really enjoyed him um but one of the highlights i on his live set he mixed um lil nas's ex's industry baby into that whole put your fucking hands up i don't know who actually that originates from into marshmallow right i don't know no but into a touch of class around the world and it really worked um so i i enjoyed his live set i kind of got a um it was sort of like with 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 this kind of like like big house it's kind of like i can like hang for like 30 minutes and then i'm like okay okay i'm ready to go so i i feel like that with like rehab but uh his live stuff i really enjoy yeah, I, it's. I mean, the the choices of covers are cool, right? With this one, "Call Me," I'll play the beginning. Call me your color, baby. Call me your 
I get that far and I'm like, this is identical to some other song I know. And I'm like trying to hum it in my head and like, what song is that? And then I get to the chorus. My Pony also. Yeah, I feel yeah, like this that, is like no, a classic one. Yeah, we're, we're, one on the, we're on the same page. Yeah, so, yeah same, same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a little bit funny or a little bit tongue in cheek. But yeah, not, it's it's not almost, totally though. It's almost like silly, right? Like when you're listening yeah. to that, but it's fun, right? Uh, that, that's yeah. what I got from like watching his like live set was I oh this would be like fun. You're gonna like recognize a lot of songs. He has like a he has a good amount of crowd interaction, but not like too much. Um, so I, I think he he would be like fun if this like slot was available to like watch like the first half of a set. Yeah, do you think is that his voice? Because there's no featuring on that. I don't think I doubt it because he's mm. just seemed like a DJ DJ. So I, I, I'm pretty sure he's like just sampling stuff for everything. I'm yeah, pretty sure he's just a guy. Just a guy. <laughs> he's just a guy that kind of looks good. I'm telling. I was. I said earlier. I tried really hard to find something interesting about him, and I came up with almost nothing. Yeah, um, I, I, honestly, I was glad we had four artists this episode because, yeah, I did the same thing. I, I don't know. He's um, like, Moroccan Dutch, if that's interesting. That's yep. a, that is interesting. He's, uh, what's interesting is he is 181st most listened to in the world. And Mark, I think you said Kygo is something like 87th, 86th in the world. That seems like 100 people too close to me. Like... There, yeah. how, 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 why is there only a hundred artist difference between these two people? Yeah, like how this many is, people are listening where, to this? Like, this is where the Spotify rankings kind of fail because if like uh, someone gets a song or gets like a hit song on a playlist or something like that, it'll just like shoot them way up because that's going by basically like monthly listens. Like we talked about, there's a funny thing on the Spotify. Um, the like top 100 where there's like every, once fall hits the neighborhood sweater weather always shoots up the charts right and so the neighborhood gets this like weird bump in like most played artists but they're obviously like not that it's just everyone has a fall playlist with sweater weather on it and i think you've mentioned this before it was about like if a song gets like hot on tiktok it's gonna like bump these people Whoa. like way up and like uh arctic monkeys has that 505 song which is like off their second album it's a really old song but it's always in the top 100 because everyone has it on their tiktoks do you think that's way different from 
how this would have worked when things were tracked by record sales because record sales maybe didn't cause that kind of those kind of bumps for yeah, sure well, think, no one's buying yeah. a rehab record who who are <laughs> they who right and i think like again like if you get put on a super popular playlist you're just naturally gonna like shoot right up it, it, it like it, we talked about this before but like the weird power of spotify right like if spotify has playlists that like 25 percent of their subscribers are put on couldn't they theoretically like they could like control music likings because like hey if you know they're in good with you they could put you on track number one on their most popular you know curated list and you're gonna just shoot up that like you're gonna be exposed to all that well and it's weird because you, if you're on one of those playlists you could probably have millions of people listening to you but you're like the artist on the playlist that you kind of zone out for and like you know maybe don't even people don't even might not really even be that popular in a certain sense. Like mm -hmm. might not really realize who they are, but they're just on that list. Yeah, there was uh, this article came out where like uh, this was happening where like I think the Spotify AI was grabbing like lit musical like tastes and it was grabbing these really old songs and throwing them into people's playlists. And they were like interviewing these people because all of a sudden like this band might have not been around for like 10 years and they have like a cool like a hit all of a sudden like shooting up the charts and they are like interviewing them like no we have we have no idea and they eventually found out like they were just getting recommended a ton by spotify's algorithm yeah that's interesting there was a black yeah so there's a black sabbath song called planet caravan and it's instrumental and it's moody and weird and i remember when i was a kid but this like blew up because of uh, that one Spotify algorithm that would make your playlist for the week or whatever. Mm. Uh, and it's now, so now Planet Caravan is still, that was a couple years ago. It's still number four on Black Sabbath's most popular songs, but it's not at all. It's a right. really, even, even like musicians and Black Sabbath fans don't talk about that song. Right. And it's just, it's interesting because that like, but again, it kind of like, it's like a meme right now it like cemented itself into black sabbath culture and like yeah. their list right and so like there's probably like a lot of kids that only know that song you know yeah it's cool it almost sounds like a jazz tune but it's, right. it's weird it's really weird but it's just funny how like the weird or like you know is there like a weird bug or like something that went like wrong with it that could like make a random song a hit it's 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 almost like scary yeah. to think of like how influenceable we might be to this you know Oh yeah. Could you imagine Mark and I are software developers like and know a lot about creating bugs? Like, can you imagine the weird shit you can cause if you worked on those algorithms? Like you could you could like change music history if it were severe enough. I think or, that's but, what R3 Hub's doing. Somehow, some way, he's up there. I'm confused uh, how. I mean, it's uh, not like it's system. bad, it's just like not special. It, it's not it's very different than Kaigo, right? Like it's just oh, not yeah. special. Yeah. Um, it's it's fine to listen to. It's definitely being played by uh, your Peloton instructor instructors, right? <laughs> like it's good for that kind of workout music. It would be good as like an actual like as an actual DJ at like a club. He'd be very good for that, right? But it's sort of like at what what is he doing this highly build and. I don't know. He's very big in China. I read as well. Um, he so that could be contributing to his um, how many plays he has. Assuming that China has Spotify, don't know. 
Um, but they were, I was reading an article where it was like, he gets paid double to perform in China than what like he makes in Europe. So China really likes hmm. him. Uh, there's a funny, like, there's a Forbes uh, article. EDM kind of like DJ type meme where there's this list called it's like the top 100 DJs, but it's mostly like the record labels paying this magazine because all you'll just see like a random DJ or like DJs that aren't like popular, like just shooting up the list. And it's funny yeah. because like you'll just see like Dylan Francis pointing out like, why is this guy ahead of me? Right. <laughs> or like they'll like real like top DJs will call it out. And you'll also see stuff like Skrillex will be really high on it, even though he hasn't like even toured or put out music in like years. Right. And uh, it's basically like it's kind of like a well-known joke that it's like fake and like record companies are paying money to like bump yeah. people up. And I've heard that kind of like I don't know if there's any truth to it. But like I've heard that like with just some of these DJs that are like super popular, it's just like they're getting like pumped up by like record labels, you know? Yeah, you almost got to subtract their marketing spend out of their success and see what's left. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, um, and he's like, from the Netherlands, right? Yeah. So he grew up, he's like of the same time of of at Tiesto and things like that, like other big DJs. And so I think he just sort of probably knows them and came up with them and that he's probably opened for them and been on, goes around with them and then just is riding along. This is all I can make out in my brain. Cause I just don't, it's, it's, yeah. it's not bad. I just don't get it. There's nothing special there. But like yeah, to, to also just say that like his, he might be, his popularity might come from his skills as a DJ right versus his production which i think is like two different things that might be like a little harder for us to understand whereas like be like if you know you might like you might love rehab as a dj and going to see him live and stuff like that whereas you might not like enjoy music and i, I definitely like felt that watching his his live sets where he, he definitely has like he, it was very fun like a lot of skill like the same thing like yeah like listening to like his music it, it was like amusing and like fun but i wouldn't like keep listening to it like afterwards um <laughs> he is uh yeah i'm not sure where he'll play i know he it looks like he'll probably be the opener for alice in wonderland because i'm assuming she'll be the edm headliner for that day so i'm assuming yeah. he'll be pretty late probably like right before that and what day is that that's day one so yeah. probably no chance of, of seeing him because I, honestly i probably wouldn't go even if nothing was competing i i, I don't know i just oh, i'll go see literally everyone else around i'd go see sunny fodera before i'd go see rehab <laughs> well obviously sunny fodera will be before rehab <laughs> but uh no i would go see him for like the first 30 minutes and kind of like that like exciting like thir first 30 minutes of a set like rock out and then like kind of like uh bail out early go see shaggy over I, <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll, we'll get to shaggy but i i probably will be skipping shaggy but uh we'll, we'll get to, we'll cross that bridge um, when we get there so you, uh, i did look up you can uh you cannot access spotify in china i don't know not, why he has so many plays how do not they even know him i'm sure but, they even, but it but still if it's really popular in china there's lots of people who are from china who don't live in china right probably like yeah spread. he said that i don't know what chinese twitter is what's it called um 
I don't know. Chinese has its own Twitter or something like that. But he said even when he's in L.A., he will get Chinese um, like expats that are there for school, uh, like sending him messages on the <laughs> Chinese Twitter like, hey, <laughs> so yes. I don't know. Uh. Don't know. <laughs> oh, God, don't choke. Joe's trying to sip yeah. whiskey over there. <laughs> I'm so, you know, I can like just barely breathe my fucking allergies. Uh. <clears throat> all right, I need a, another bathroom break. I've been drinking all okay. day. All right. Where, where do we even start with slow tie? I think both Mark and I love slow tie. Um, I think that's clear. Alyssa, you love it as well. Uh, I like it. I wouldn't say I love it. I'd say I like mm. it. Uh, I didn't research too well to do history, but but Slow Tie is a British rapper. He's very young and doing this thing that I think is referred to as grime, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the the kind of the genre. Grime is what I call. I to me, it's like alternative hip hop is what I like yeah. calling it. They call it it's, grime punk. Yeah, grime and and. Uh, I have an example. I just edited episode three where you guys keep thinking I'm saying I'm saying Fugazi, but I'm not. Um, but this this song sounds like Fugazi. I will start with his doorman. I mean, it's crazy because he's a rapper, but if you just played that part for me, I, I might think that was Fugazi. That sounds just like Fugazi. Yeah, that so actually cool. sounds a lot like uh, Block Party or like TV on the radio to me. But oh, that's like uh, uh, Miramasa does the beat for that one. Um, so I think that's more like Miramasa. Like I, uh, uh, okay, it, it, it is weird with like his songs, and it's funny because he he talks about ADHD and has a song called ADHD, where like his his music's very like all over the place, right? And it's very like it, it's still him and things like that. Like, can you like since we're already playing songs, can you play I Tried? Wait, wait, wait! Before we go move on from Doorman, oh. I, I think that that sounds like The Prodigy. You guys oh, not hear like Firestarter yeah. in that? Oh, the Firestarter. Yeah, yeah, I, think, yeah, that's like the, the I think that's the mirror. That's the Miramasa effect. Uh, okay. I just had to say that before he moved too far yeah. on. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Let me play. Well, I, what do we want to be in the habit of? Let me play. Let me play like. I think we should play more clips, but shorter. <laughs> Can can you play yeah. Block Party Helicopter? Helicopter. Uh, 
like ha ha happier i don't know what like the uh, there's a major chord the guitar riff uh, is like a very major sounding yeah, yeah the other ones are not can, can you play now slow tie i tried just to like get a completely different like feel like how different his songs are <laughs> already right yeah That's almost Macklemore. Right. And in this song, like, it's literally, it starts with, like, um, <laughs> him talking about trying to kill himself is how, like, is what yeah. it, like, hits you with at first. It's very, like, he, he's very, like, dark, but, like, he definitely still has, like, like, then it goes into, like, how he's, you know, Ronaldo and, and stuff like that. But it's, like, he's still got this kind of, like, I don't know, like, swagger or whatever. But it's sort of like he's dealing, like, his demons are coming through in his music so amazingly and like yeah. i just like this I, I assume this is like just appeals to like gen z so well and like this appeals to like me but he's talking about like he has lots of like adhd um all this like depression some of that but still like it's kind of like this thing he's just caught like this demon while he's still being like successful in creating this like music but uh, i just like very like I, i'm definitely like super into this yeah me too uh it maybe maybe the adhd connection i like music that keeps being interesting you know consistently and it really does like every every verse is is interesting both musically and lyrically i hear kate tempest kate tempest you guys know kate tempest mm -mm. i might be dead naming them dead naming yeah. them that, that's when you call someone who know who's transgender by their old name oh okay so k k tempest they um they sound like this though For sure, yeah. Yeah. Little, some of it's just the British accent, but it's right. I'm scared of that because, like, yeah, I hear all these like British artists. Um, a a, a non-last one, non-British artist that really reminded me of was uh, Danny Brown. Can you do? Uh, can you do Twenty Five Bucks by Danny Brown? Uh, so I know Danny Brown, but I don't know the song. Yeah. Uh, Danny Brown, also amazing artist for anyone to listen to. Um, but yeah, like uh, 
uh yeah super british um very um <laughs> very like politically charged music um he has like uh, i think one of his album eps called nothing great about britain um there's a lot of like brexit criticism and things like that but a lot of like heavy material he's talking about yeah mark mark sent uh a thing in our group chat with him doing a kenny beats thing freestyle and that's a that's a show that kenny beats does on youtube where he makes the beat and then has rapper rap over it and there's usually funny shit of various types in it but there's actually a lot in it i kind of deep dived on that almost more than i did on spotify on the albums there's some there's some interesting stuff because like he has this his style is funny like he's he's always making a joke everything he says is a joke which i appreciate but the more i thought about it and like the second or third time i watched that video the more i appreciated it it's kind of like his music there there's deeper stuff in there that i don't know if it's intentional or not so like he he does like just sort of a celebratory sentence he's like we eating pasta tonight which i like because i make <laughs> pasta jokes all the time but that's a, uh, and I only know this because I make pasta jokes all the time. And then someone told me and showed me <coughs> that's, that's a TikTok code. Uh, eating pasta is TikTok code for having suicidal thoughts. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's referencing that or if he just makes the jokes. I mean, I'm Italian American, which is the root of the joke. So I don't know why he would make, maybe that, maybe it's just the same joke that pasta is delicious or maybe he's referencing this. I don't know. Um, he talks a lot about this British chicken place that does piri piri chicken, like a hot sauce chicken. <coughs> but it, it's the same thing. It's like tongue in cheek in a way that could be seen as cynical, but it's not cynical like our generation cynical. I think it's like the Gen Z version of cynical. I almost feel it's like a... You know, when people are like, I'm broke, ha ha ha, you know, or they're making jokes about themselves being broke and they're actually, they're like trying to like complain without complaining or they're trying to like, be like, Hey, I'm having a lot of trouble without being like, woe is me. Give me attention. And that's like kind of what I feel in like his music when it's like, Hey, I'm going to be like self-deprecating and joking. And that's his way of like expressing like this kind of like pain he's going through in life. I, that's what I think it is too. And I, I don't know, not, not that it even matters for the sake of art. Like, I don't even know if he's aware of it. Like, I think he might just be like a really good intuitive conduit of his own pain. Or he might be like kind of an intellectual, but you, you would never, you'd never be able to tell unless you knew him, I think. Yeah, it's your point. It doesn't matter because it still creates it great yet. music in the end. Um, even like his name. So his name, Slow Tie, originates from his childhood nickname, which was given to him because he kind of like talk slower and have this like draw with it and his his actual name is tyrone Camon frampton everyone called him like slow tie because he had like this kind of draw but even that is like that same thing like he spoke a little bit slower and i don't know like if this nickname was like making fun of him or, or like whatever but then he kind of like incorporated that what you know some people would call like a flaw or like a hurtful thing and he made that his personality he made that like his rap name and kind of sort of like made that weakness into a strength and like owned it and i get that a lot from his music 
Yeah, there, there's a deep honesty to it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, um, I was one of the articles was saying that his his someone is African in his family. I forget who. Maybe his mother. I, I don't know. But like the, that affected his speech. That's why he speaks spoke spoke funny at least as a kid. Yeah, it now is, he just sounds he sounds British to me now. But yeah, if you watch the Kenny Beats video, it's funny. It's it's actually hard. Like it's hard to like follow him when he's talking. Then as soon as he starts singing, you're like, oh yeah, oh I got it. It's yeah. Yeah, a bunch of the comments are that like he, he raps clearer than he speaks. Oh for sure. Yeah, that because uh, uh, it's. <laughs> similar to the bad boy chiller crew for me i watched it he's he does a chicken date i know i talked about chicken date with jack harlow um uh but he does a he does a chicken date too and it's even (laughs) i think it's even weirder when it's a british person interviewing a british person because like there's a level like it's supposed to be funny but i just don't i'm just like i know this is supposed to be funny but it's just so awkward to me (laughs) that i I just i I don't know that i'm supposed to be laughing because i I feel too uncomfortable about it um so his chicken date shop is not cute like jack carlos was is is kind of uncomfortable and i think that that is british comedy in some way shape or form (laughs) Um, but I get, so you guys didn't, so there's two things, his newest album, uh, Mark, you how he's kind of ADHD. It all sounds different, but there's definitely like a vibe to his newest album. That's different from his first album. Certainly it's not like it's a whole different vibe, but like the two albums mm-hmm. sound different. The his, sure. his latest one is, it sounds cohesive in a way. And I get, it's always, um, no matter if it sounds, it's always kind of dark sounding. There's not a happy song on any of it. I get a Eminem kind of vibe from this. Mm. Oh, yeah, I buy sure. that. Yeah, you know? yep. not not in the sound of the music, not but, in, but the, in the, the tone. Yeah, like kind of like where he's coming from, what he's rapping about. I, I get an Eminem kind of vibe. Let me let me play an old one, or can you think of a song? If not, I'll play one off. I wish I knew. But yeah, like really quick also like the whole idea of like the album sounding very different it also is like i think that's like and i'm not sure like i wouldn't really call him like this new like trap rap phase but like like we'll talk about him in the future like kenny hoopla is like the same thing or like each album can be like very different so there's like a lot of like experimentation between the two albums and like a lot of like change I mean, being co- I think we said this in another episode of being cohesive is just not a requirement of the music industry anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you're just mostly releasing singles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so on the first album, Ladies is the song I like. Um, <laughs> but I don't know that that's a good example because it is kind of slow. Uh, is it just is nothing great about Britain, the one where he drops the C word? <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't hear that one. No, I'm pretty sure at the end he, he like, <clears throat> is pretending to be Prince Charles and drops the C word. It's very weird. Well, th- I think that we, I think Americans find that word super offensive, but I think British people say it all the time. I don't think they'd say it about the queen. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I remember a British guy I worked with at Stitch Fix uh, said it a couple times, and I was like, what? <laughs> definitely i'll swear it worked but never the c word uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i won't even say the c word on our podcast actually it turns out <laughs> no yeah well i won't either i'll play i'll play nothing great about britain there which actually isn't that old though 2019 
That one, I, I enjoy that one a little bit less, even though it sounds really, really cool because I can't understand them. <laughs> uh, there's this lyric. I, I want to go back in. This is it's kind of like the same thing where like in the I tried, like one of the lyrics he has that like uh, blew me away was here was, is we filled cracks of broken homes with broken dreams and broken bones. And it's <laughs> like like he's describing his childhood, right? He's like Certainly. describing like growing up in a broken home and like kind of like the violence and like the hope that was just like gone from it. And it's just like a very simple lyric with like lots of like power behind it. Yeah, I couldn't find anything where he talks about this, but uh, on the Wikipedia page, it says his, his younger brother died very early in his life and it affected him a lot. I thought yeah. there'd be an interview or something, but I couldn't find yeah. one if there is. Yeah, so this... unfortunately, I didn't have the time to get into this, but there is a app and it's called Mindset. And basically, uh, artists will join the app and they'll like tell stories about their life and he is on it and oh. you to get to like all you do have to like pay to get to all the stories but like basically it's like the intro is like slow tie the acclaimed british rapper shares stories and life lessons from his troubled youth his battle with addiction and how he's arrived at a happy place in his life and it talks about like how he went from Tyrone to slow tie. He talks about his dad leaving. He talks about how his mother was the one there for him. Then he goes through like his stories. He goes through like uh, the hatred he's felt, like the drug addiction, kind of stuff like that. And like, oh. I, I haven't had time to like go through this, but like the app's called Mindset. And I am planning to like listen to all of his stories. It's sort of like a way for artists, I think, kind of like what you were looking for in like an art of or something, but it's like directly from them. Yeah, that's cool. Um, oh, I'm going to get that uh, yeah, mindset. I think yeah, his I'll song, Feel Away, which is one of his most popular songs, as um, James Blake in it, uh, that it's about the loss of his brother. And it's um, it's actually, I mean, it's a beautiful song, I think, just because James Blake has that voice, right? He has a, he, the, the chorus is is his voice and it's beautiful it might it's like a bon Iver type voice like it's just you hear haunting. it I would, I would usually i don't know that song but i would describe it as haunting usually yeah, yeah, yeah. um try and get to the chorus of feel away with where james okay. which is not fair to slow tie but like <laughs> his verses would, are great i'm sure but <laughs> i love james blake james blake has that like he's it got the in with so many rappers right oh yeah <laughs> He's really yeah, boring a, if you just listen to him. Yeah, like, but like you just got to be in the right vibe. But like he's the voices. <sighs> I, I love this really like twenty I don't know thirteen album from James Blake. Uh, but anyway, yeah, here's Feel Away. We don't go on dates. We went our separate ways, and we don't conversate. She said I'm playing games. She said she feels trapped, stuck up in this fucking maze. How you been? I've been better than yesterday. And it was just a day. You know, I don't complain. 
this, that ain't in the way. So can we try to demonstrate that I don't feel a way. I never hesitate. What's on your mind? Can you say what you're thinking, babe? I'm too sure for my pockets, not as bollocks. Walking through my mind, it's a forest, don't get lost again Said you want a cottage with a fireplace Sitting by the fire with marshmallows in a chocolate flake You felt low, I took you higher than a note from a wire And still you got the cheek to even try and call me liar Wanna burn up in the oven, tryna trap me in my wire Put a baby in your stomach if that's what you desire yeah that was kind of weird you gotta uh go to the go a little bit further to the james blake spot oh i thought that that mumbling part was james blake no no that's this time i have one hand free this has nothing to do with me it's funny just how that transforms the song it's amazing yeah, uh, well yeah, it's like a, it hits that part and you're like ah shit right it's yeah. a, like you you already kind of know it's sad but then he starts singing and you're like <clears throat> just like actually can't sound happy probably and the other thing that's weird about that song is if you all the way at the end it ends on lyrics that are actually Mariah Carey lyrics. Like, Interpolates a Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. It was a little bit before that. Yeah, let me go. That was weird. That's right here. Those are, that's, that's Mariah weird. Carey lyrics. Dream lover, come and rescue it's me. A, the singing of that is in a different key too. It's, it almost sounds like a mistake or something. They're like, that's weird. It feels so experimental, you know. Like it's yeah. that. That's where I get the whole like alt hip hop from him. But it's it feels like yeah, they're just like trying stuff, right? Uh, it's really cool. It's a, yeah, it's the kind of thing where like well, like with the mindset app or whatever. I, like I'll consume some serious media media on this guy because. Again, I don't. I don't care if he's an intellectual genius or a, or something else, right? But like, I'm, I just want to know, like, how does this music come to be? I find it really mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, so, how yeah, old do you guys think he is? <clears throat> he was actually older than I thought. He looks young. Oh, I'll go twenty three then. Twenty four. Twenty seven. Cheater. So Josie wins. He's cheating now. You know what? He's, Price, he's, Price, no, Price's right rules are just fucked up. Whoever goes second in Price's rice rules well, has an enormous advantage. The whole point is that the longer you've been in, the better chance you should have. Oh, that's is why they do it that okay. way, right? So like you're okay. not just like sitting there. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, for me, slow ties. Uh, unless there's a horrible overlap, I, I will definitely go see slow tie. Oh, I don't even. I might go if it were slow tie and gorillas. I would have a. I don't have to think about uh, it. What's likely is slow tie against Bob Moses, based on oh, the current. I schedule. feel like slow, slow tie, tie is going to be way earlier, but um. Maybe like, uh, I don't know. I, I but think, otherwise, you're kind of like 
I don't know. We're not going to see a hundred Gex or Alessia Cara or Isaiah Rashad. Mark Rebelay will be afterwards. King oh, yeah. will be way before. JPEG Mafia is close. If you guys really want to see Pussy Riot, they're close. There's, but... Well, there's no way Slow Tie will overlap with JPEG Mafia because they're too similar. Uh, the a a Bob, so Moses, Bob Moses a Bob Moses Slow Tie overlap would be devastating. I would like. Oh uh, no! I mean, I mean, I I would curse the ground. Uh, slow Tie. I would definitely go. With slow I would. Tie. Uh, but I see your point. I would go see Bob Moses. I would curse mm-hmm. the ground. I would, uh, <laughs> I'll go see So that's my when you guys are like, I love him. I like him because I think live it will just be okay. Yeah, I think the I, crowd will be very into it. I think he, it, it'll be lively. I just don't think it'll be like a great performance in terms of like it. I, I think it'll be more about the experience and not like that he's actually very good at rapping live. Uh, so second or second poor Stacy reference of the thing. But uh, Joe and I, I, I personally was really pumped to see poor Stacy at uh, last year's uh, Life is Beautiful. And, and sadly, it, it was pretty disappointing. Um, it was very disjointed, weird kind of show that I, I didn't. I mean, it was cool yeah. to be at, but I wouldn't say like I enjoyed it. And I have some like I kind of agree with Alyssa a little bit where I have some concerns like it, it could be a good show, but it could also not be a good show. So I don't think he's going to be like that. And I didn't I wasn't there with you guys for that because I was getting the merch. But I, I think it'll be more like so you sent the Coachella video with Denzel Curry in it. I think it'll be more like that, which looked like, again, very fun crowd. It'll be like seeing Denzel Curry, who is amazing, but live, it's just sort of like, well, he's just rapping over his songs that, you know, I just don't know how well it translates to like a live show. So that's my only, that's why I'd see Bob Moses for sure. I I would think just from the Kenny Beats thing, because I think, I think that really is a live take of him rapping. So I, th- I think he'll at least do better. It's poor, uh, the, I remember you and I exchanging looks before we were ready to admit that it wasn't good. But like poor Stacy isn't even trying to rap the whole tunes. Like it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe that's not ridiculous to some people, but it, was, it caught me off guard. But I, I don't think that's what it will be with. Uh, who was so, the other rapper we saw last year? Oh, he's beautiful. That was kind of like that same trap rap. Um, yeah, I grouped them together. We saw, we, yeah, we saw two. We saw two with the same oh, kind mailman? of vibe. And I, yeah, I think it was mailman. And again, was mailman, name? mailman was, though. That, I feel like it I, was something the mailman though. Tom, uh, Tom the maybe Tom. The I'm mailman. sorry, Ted the mailman. What was your name? But it was like the same thing where it was like I, I like really enjoyed his like production produced albums and like listening Tom on the Spotify. Mailman. Tom the mailman, and then like live, it was just like an okay show. But it he was, was like on the hundred stage, so it's sort of right. like I don't know. On that stage, you don't expect it, you, especially very early in the day. Yeah. You don't expect it to be good, so I wasn't disappointed by that. Really, hip hop is just hard live. I'm I'm a big hip hop fan, but it, I, even the Wu Tang Clan is hit or miss live. Like it's just not always good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it is interesting. Like the crowd makes a huge difference which is like i guess like you can try to hype up the crowd and stuff like that but like if the crowd isn't there it's it's gonna hurt the the show almost, yeah it's almost more like a comedy show in a way you can't have a good comedy performance if the crowd's not there yeah i think it's kind of the same with hip-hop 
Yeah, I can I can see that. And like, but yeah, like I think if like if people are like jumping up and down, getting like really into it, you just kind of like get absorbed into that. And yeah, I mean, I think the crowd, I think it will be like that. I'm just saying, like between that and Bob Moses, I'm gonna see Bob Moses in a hypothetical situation. Yeah, if that happens, that'll kill me. But I, I probably would pick Bob Moses. But I, I uh, will get into this next week but i'm a huge bob moses stan so oh is, is bob moses next week yeah yep and Migos, else? if we're gonna be talking about uh rap interesting rap shows Very all right you ready to close that. this one up feels like it yeah uh yeah so i we kind of like hinted at this but uh next week we will be looking at migos bad and bougie bob moses and alexander 23 and these were your gracious hosts and we will meet you at the mantis pew, 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 pew.